doing? Good. This is Paul. Um, going to start your story today, aren't we? Yep, we are. Ex-private sector, how long did you work in private sector? Uh, 15 years, I was there. Forest, Forest Bank, Bank. we yep. probably overlap, we've discussed that, haven't we? Yeah, just miss each other, I think. Um, I know a lot more than I did about this lad an hour ago. Uh, we've had a chat, we're going to do his story in stages. We're not even going to do the 20 questions with this guy. He's got a lot of stuff. Uh, I find it super interesting, me. Um, so we're just going to... I come to be a prison officer. Yeah. From prison officer to Oscar. Did you go to Oscar? Did you get a senior or Oscar? Yeah, no, I was um, a PCO and then I got my seniors um, working security before that. We call them prison officers, just prison officers. Yeah, yeah. That prison custody officer, bollocks, fuck that, they're prison officers. Yeah, prison officer, SO, um, and then up to Oscar. Right. Over to you, mate, in your own time, take your time. Yeah, I started in 2003, I think. It was um, a friend of mine, Andy Barrow, um, and a lad called Kev Graham had started previous to me. Um, they'd started there, they're from the world where I'm from. Um, they'd started and obviously sold for decals. Yeah. So they were there for about a year, I think. Um, and then I got in through a lad called Roy Gilmore, who sadly passed away recently. Um, good lad. Really good lad. He used to play football with Roy. So he got me an interview uh, at the bank. Uh, Sorted me out. I think he actually did the interview to be fair with a lad called Chris Coop. You remember him? Yeah, he, uh, he interviewed me, Roy, pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I started there, I think in, I think around the December, I think I started there. Um, went through the initial initial training, as you do, uh, for eight or nine weeks, I think, uh, with a couple of good staff. Um, I think I started with a lad called Des Ashton, who was one of the lads, who, who was a cracking lad. He was there a long time, Des. Um, so yeah, did, did the eight weeks training there, um, learned quite a bit, um, different aspects of what to expect. What do you think is training? I didn't know any difference, you know, I didn't know any difference. It was a lot of stuff that, you know, you didn't need to know at the time, which, you know, it goes in one ear out the other, all about the sort of probation side of it and HDC and, and all that kind of thing. I think primarily you just need to, to get on the wings and do your shadowing, which, which we you did. What yeah. did you think first time you went in the jail? I remember we were on our training course after a few days, somebody didn't turn up who was supposed to begin as a bit of a, a talk, right. talk us into the jail. Yeah, I think the training it was done um, at an army army place. Yeah, they yeah. do it at the barracks. Yeah, at the barracks, yeah. So we did it there. Um, and then, as I say, you, you got you, you got your little bit of training for your, your um, use of, not use of force, your breakaway techniques and that to, to let you go into the jail on your shadowing. Yeah. Um, and obviously you didn't have keys on your shadow and so you, you're pretty much useless or a spare part, aren't you? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's quite daunting when you get in there and intimidating. It's also obviously when you're going through the airlock and then you, you're getting shepherded down there and obviously the prisoners know you're brand new. So you just stood there and I think I was about, it must have been 20, 25 I think when I started, which was relatively young at the time. There wasn't that many younger people at the time and you were getting more ex-squaddies and well, more... Well, we said we overlapped, didn't we? So. Yeah. Yeah. It started, initially got a good intake, they got good staff, not a lot of experience to start with. No. But a lot of them staff, a lot who we both know and get on with, are still there. Yeah. Aren't they? So, like yeah. you said, one or two youngsters, they were like a couple of 21 year olds on our course, one left. Mm. The other one had got good people around them. Yeah. So, you know. That's it, yeah. I mean, there were few and far between the younger sort of people, but they were all like 30 ish. I was probably the youngest on my course, I think. Um, so yeah, so you did the initial shadowing, really, and that gives you the flavour of what you're going to expect. You you yeah. were put on different wings, so one one day you'd be on A wing, one day you'd be on F wing, and those wings would have different regimes. I think B wing was the way I was at the time. Yeah, it was, yeah. And that was like fucking Beirut, uh, you know. Every cell you went in, the fucking light cell, the light switches ranging off the walls and and whatnot. It was a bit at that time. Do you know what thinking? I, I bet you did start when I was suspended. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It must have been. Yeah, it must have been. I think because, like, I think Mark Millen was B-Wing SO. Yeah, he was, yeah. B-Wing. Um, and then a lad started. Uh, Paul Loglow, he's still there. I think he was on there. Um, Mike Kilburn, people like that. Yeah. Killer. Oh, my. So, yeah, so I did my shadowing um, on each wing. Uh, and sort of, you basically gravitate towards what kind of staff. I think, you know, you get a feeling whether one of the wings has run better than the other, which is yeah. which is why I did. Um, and I... I 
wanted to work on Ewing at the time. There was an SO called Marie Dernan. Yeah. Um, and she was she was brilliant. She was she Very was good. Much. Yeah, she was really well good. with Marie. No, and that and that was it. And it was they had good staff as well. They had good PCO people, prison officers on there. Um, and you know, when you go on there and you knew it's like anything. You know, if someone's not asked that you're on there and you just don't talk to you and just crack on with it. But if they get you involved and they try and explain stuff to you, then you you know you, you want to work there, don't you? On with that sort it's of made to be welcome, isn't it? That's that it, sort yeah. of thing. Um, and as I say, you, you you look at all the, the prisoners sort of are with the staff and whatnot. So yeah, so I want to go on A Wing. So when you're doing your shadowing, you and it's kind of thing. It's like you have to report back. So when you go back in the classroom, they're like, "What, what do you think?" Uh, and I think Mick McCormack was doing the training. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was good, and he was always one for keep you there for a little bit longer in your training when he wanted to give you a little bit of a talk. Um, so you'd report back what you what your day was like, how, what happened, and then you're always, oh, this I seen this, and I saw this. This lad was arguing. So you're a bit starry eyed when you when you first start, and you don't know any difference. Um, so yes, yeah, so we did did the eight weeks training, uh, and then I got put on a wing, um, which I think the I think was it still Y O I then? I think yeah, I think B wing had gone from B wing to move them over to A where A one was the Y O wing. Yeah, but I was put on A two originally, which was adults. Um, and I was put on with like Paul Wood, um, Emma Gate, um, Sharon Morgan, uh, a few others. Um, but there was only two two officers on the wing at that time. I think you had two and an SO downstairs. Yeah, they just they just sort of brought it in, didn't they? Yeah, and it was, I think it was around seventy six with the maximum seventy six prisoners to the two staff. Eighty six. Was eighty six? Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> yeah. So it was, and at, at the time you were th you could have been through on with your mates who've just been off the course with you. Yeah. So you'd open up a wing and you'd be like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, no have not one clue at all. Um, and then that wing A2 was quiet. They had a few tasty lads on there, prisoner-wise. Yeah. And they had a few lads on there that you were a bit, don't really know what I'm doing here. But then you had your cleaners as well and you, you had a couple of lads that say, listen, lock him up. Because you, you, you do, you, they know you're new, so they're going to have you off. You yeah. know what I mean? Have your eyes off, which is, you just got to learn on you. Um, it is difficult that part of it that aspect you know if someone's kicking off you don't know what you're supposed to be doing you don't know and like you say new staff and new staff that's it and it's it's the regimes it's it's what you do and that, that's your bread and butter that's what you know you open up at whatever time it was half seven seven o'clock in the morning so what you got to do then right you got to get the lads up for breakfast were they still doing their toast oh no just recently well i think when i was well before i'd left he was still he was still doing toast how stressful was that Horrendous. no bread no bread no milk cereal if you were short you'd be running around the wings trying to fucking get what you needed you know day to day running running a wing dealing with prisoners way less stressful than things like breakfast weren't it yeah because you'd have enough bread some somebody take 10 slices of toast five lads haven't got it one of them lads you know, he's straight in your face. Where's my fucking toast? That's it. Straight first thing in the morning when you don't need it. Obviously, there's two of you on a wing, and especially if like canteen day as well. So if there's two of you, you got your canteen to do. You're the only one on the landing to look at your landing as well. Getting the canteen. People will never understand. No, they? it was horrendous. Like you say, and you if you're chasing your tail first thing in the morning, if someone's come on during the night and robbed toast, like bread for the other wing, yeah. or robbed the crate and milk. Yeah. So you'd always say to your staff, make sure before you go the night before, make sure we've got. Staff are all like right for the morning. Hide it away. Hide it away, and that's how bad it was. You'd have to write, you'd have to hide your own stuff from the rest of the staff on another wing. And um, yeah, so it's crazy. It's sort of an introduction. You're like, these are the things you don't get told on the training. Um, yeah, the other things you sort of pick up, but things like that first thing in the morning. How how long do you think it take you to? So when you would enjoy, you'd enjoy it because me, it was all new, which I liked. However. Um, I think it was probably six months in me when you know I sort of looked and thought that I got an idea of what I was doing because you learn quick, don't you? You do. I, if you're on your own, you learn quick. Yeah. Well, I had like the likes of Woody, um, who was a, who was an ex-army squaddy, and he had the boxer, well, good lad. Yeah, good lad. So he, he pretty much, if you're on with him, you, and the lads knew how far you could push him. You could learn, you could learn a bit and you could see and you and if you've got good stuff to learn off then it's it's happy days you might take a little bit off here or a little bit off him. Was Jimmy Jimmy still there? Sergeant Major type guy. Uh, Jimmy, well he worked in the um, industries, Jimmy. His lad his, yeah, 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 yeah. His lad, um his lad's still there. Um, oh, 
I'm ready to go. Uh, just waiting for the taxi to come, which it sounds daft to people who have never been in the job. Um, but yeah, they use prison ta uh, taxis, which is a local firm called 1010. Just to explain again to people, uh, a lot of prisons don't have the transport. It's not only private sector use taxis and other transport. You know, strange ways, they have their own transport, you do your own escorts. Forest Bank did have their own transport and later, in fact, no, they were using them when I were there. But they had the choice, didn't they? Yeah, they still had transit vans um, and we'd normally do our own transfers with them, um, you know, into prison transfers yeah. um, if they needed someone moving um, pretty quickly or whatever. But primarily for escort purposes. Because you need a driver, that's the third man, wouldn't you? Correct. So Yeah, so unless you've got an auxiliary hanging about that's doing nothing, you could yeah. drive. Um, so yeah, so we used escort, we used taxis. So that day, waiting for the taxi to come up and I was cuffed to Brennan. Uh, I was sat in a holding cell uh, and he's, he's sat next to me just talking random, whatever, because I didn't know the lad. Uh, so he'd only been there a couple of weeks into the job. So his, his hand's shaking, knocking against me. So I'm like, you all right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, just a cuffs of cold. So I'm like, all oh, right, okay. Didn't think any more of it. So taxi pulls up and it was a transit. It was, it was a transit taxi. So me and Andy, so I get Brennan into the taxi. The, the driver's behind me. So I'm sitting, going backwards. Brennan's on the left side of me. Andy's sitting adjacent where you are. So we've got him boxed in, basically. Uh, go through the, the vehicle lock, as you do. And I'm sat there with him and his, his knee's shaking against my knee. So I'm like, what's up with you? Are you all right? And he's like, no, no, I'm just, just cold. Right, okay. So I didn't think again. Just didn't, didn't think anymore. Come out of the prison. As you come out of the jail, you get the, the barrier comes up. You've got a little roundabout. And as you go round the roundabout, there's a road leading onto the main road of Agecroft Road. Yeah. Opposite the funeral, where the funeral um, cemetery is. Where next to that, there's a little lay-by area because where people go and walk the dogs. Yeah, yeah. It's on like a, a whatever park or whatever it is. So as I'm, I'm going backwards down the road, I see this car speed up, four by four. So I'm thinking, that's going a bit fucking fast. So as as it's coming up, up in my periphery, see he's got a balaclava on. So then you just think, oh, for fuck's sake, what's going on here? Car speeds up, slams on, slams in front of the car, yeah, taxi. Obviously, I know some, something's not right, and it's a kind of thing, you, you know, when you say, oh, you, you, everything slows down. Yeah. And it, literally does I'm thinking I'm gonna get fucking killed. At first I thought is this a training exercise? This can't be real here. It's a fucking this doesn't happen. Human nature, it's, it takes you time to react. Yeah. However long it is, that's yeah. what we do, isn't it? Well escapes don't you know when you when you get your training about escapes and all that, they don't happen. No of course they don't. So they just don't happen. So so I'm I'm trying to process it I think I'm gonna get fucking killed. So anyway, car beads off, slams on, a fella comes out with a balaclava on, got a got a gun in his hand. So I'm thinking, for fuck's sake. So Andy's, Andy's here, Andy's like, we're all like, fuck, fuck's sake. Don't go out of you, don't go out of you, keep so, um, so, Vlad, Balakava, he's hitting the window with the gun, the base of the gun, the butt of the gun. So door slides open. Obviously, it's a situation you're going to give the prisoner up. It's just, it just, it's one of them, it's just how quickly you can do it. So as the door, say the door's there for the, with the lads with the Balaclava, I'm here, he's got the gun to my head, uh, cuffs here, and he's putting it to Andy's head. Didn't know who's got the, the, yeah. uh, the cuffs, uh, the keys, sorry. Uh, so, Andy's got the keys, and he says to him, Look, you have to keep, no, no, you do it. So, I had to move Brennan round to near the door yeah. on my arm where Andy could get the cuffs out. And they're fiddly anyway, the cuffs. Yeah, of course they are. Fucking horrible. So Without got, somebody sticking a gun in your gun face. Head, so, uh, he's got the guns, my, got the guns around his head, so I'm thinking, for fuck's sake. Uh, so, we managed to get the cuffs off quick. Andy thinks he's going to get a fucking clobber with the, with the gun. But, no, right, Brennan's gone. Get in the car, boosh, gone. Happened in seconds. Taxi driver. Taxi driver's shitting himself. He's like petrified, doesn't know what's happening. We don't know what's happening. It's just So where Andy's got, when a prisoner goes out, you've got an escort bag, which contains all your, your extra cuffs, your escort chain, if they need yep. an x-ray and all that. Where it's got, as well, it's got his paperwork of who the prisoner is. Escape path. Escape path, yeah, which is the, the, which is the important thing. If his last known address, what he looks like, yep. what he's like on the wing, Known associates, blah blah blah. Uh, so as soon as that happens, we're trying to figure out what's gone on. The window is all shattered and the taxi. So we're like, quick, get back to the jail. We're only round the corner. Yeah. It's like right, Andy's got the. We're in the escort pack. Got the phone. So Andy's on the phone to the police. Right, this is who we are. We've just been held up gunpoint. Runs, goes back, 
tries to get the barrier open, speeds into the car park. I run into the gatehouse, uh, which is where the staff come in during the day. Um, and I run in with the fucking cuff hanging off me with no prisoner. And then hell, hell broke loose there. And then I think Rick Dalton, who was uh, a lad who worked in there, he says something on the radio, Oscar won, uh, whatever's gone. And then obviously the jail gets locked down. Uh, people run out, management, Nashi, uh, Marie Featherston, I think it was as well. How long you into the job at this point? Uh, off the course, I've been on the course, a couple, and then from, from live, a couple of weeks. So that was my first escort I ever did. So it, it was, it, it can't get much worse than that, can Memorable, is memorable, yeah. statement. Um, so they run out, what's going on? Trying to explain it to them. They get the escort pack, they run back in the jail, because that's all they're interested in, to find yeah. out if they've made a mistake, what's happened. Um, whereas the taxi driver's still there, what's going on? Did anyone, on? like, sort of, are you guys all right? No, no. Nashi, Paul Nashi, who's a security manager, Nashi, who's laid back as they come, he sort of walks out. Um, what's going on, lads? Bro, me lad. What's going on? Um, this is what's happened. Right, okay, let's get back. So we had to, the taxi job, we parked this taxi up, get him to come into us, um, and then we wait for the police then uh, to take statements and find out, find out what's going on. Um, then all the senior managers come up because I was unknown, I didn't know anyone. I've been there weeks, they didn't, they didn't know me, they knew Andy. So, sort of much, pretty much the focus was on him. They were asking us questions, what obviously we explained it to them, but it was like no sympathy or fuck all. It was just like, oh, it's a good story, isn't it? It's a good, good war story to tell. And you're like, really? Rather, it was you rather than me, kind of thing. Um, so, yes, we waited for the police, um, and then he took our statements. They were asking, obviously, how did I know him? Did I know of the prisoner? Um, what was his demeanour like, blah, 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 which I explained. Um, so we got interviewed for quite a while uh, with regards to that. Um, and then we, we went home and then they said, come back the next day. Um, Were you interviewed at any point like in a hostile way, as in, the have you helped him get off? Yeah, That's... well, not hostile, not as such. You know what I mean? Though, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they did ask those questions. Were you familiar with him? Did you yeah. know him? He has, but he was, and they knew him because he worked on B-Wing as a prisoner and he'd been yeah. caught with mobile phones before. You see, he was only 21. Yeah, was it, but he was, a, he, was an, he was an old lad. So I think he was from around the Salford area and he, he was quite a, quite a known lad. Had a few quid, but the police thought originally they'd got him out to kill him. He thought, he's only got, I think he was only doing 12 months. Yeah. So he thought, they sprang him out to do with me. Was that another gang or whatever? So that was their sort of take on it. So we came back the next day to sign a statement. So we were just hanging around, waiting. Nobody said anything to his manager. Said, you know, you know nothing like that. It was just like, all right. Did you turn up for work next day? Turned up for work the next day, yeah. Um, police came, signing statements and whatnot. Um, and then that was it then, nothing. No support. How, how are you? Um, just went back back to the job. Um, but that was the time again. Like you're saying, it, it takes a while to do your job. But then I was getting a few. Because he was an own lad, work got around that it was me on the escorts. Yeah. So then I started getting a bit of shit off the, off the cones. You know, you should have shot you, you should have blown your head off, blah, blah. And now I'm trying to find my feet as an officer. Yeah, we are. All regardless. Um, so I struggled. So, but Andy, we mate, obviously you know how the company works. And it was UKDS at the time. Yeah. Uh, so Andy went off, off on a shaky foot. You know, I've had no support. I'm not getting anything uh, off them with regards to help or anything like that. Um, so I tried, I, I stuck at it for a little bit, but then a couple of comments were made and I thought, you know what, it's not worth it. I wasn't getting any support. So then I went off. I went off for a couple of weeks uh, because all I got off Ivor Woods, who was the governor at the time, he said, listen, take, take your girlfriend out for a meal and then give me the receipt. And then I had one f telephone call from the chaplain. It was a lady chaplain at the time. Was it Sharon? Yeah. She was lovely. Yeah, she was. Um, she rang me, asked if I was okay. Um, and that's all I got, nothing else. Um, I know this is this is a stupid thing to ask, but did you were you having nightmares? I can't I can't imagine that is a, a pretty. I, no, I was lucky. I was with Andy, Joe, because I knew him. Yeah. And he was ex army. He done so. Did you saw Yeah, we bantered, and it, he he was a mate anyway. And it's like yourself, you know, you've done the job. You, you see shitty things. You see horrible things. And it's gallows humour. You know, you laugh about it and go, oh, fuck, fuck. You remember when that happened? Do you remember it's when your mates who are your yeah. counsellors? And that's it. And so we went through it kind of. I mean, people were like wary and they didn't want to bring it up. But I laughed about it because nothing happened. You know, I survived. Yeah. There was nothing like, I didn't get shot. I didn't get killed. I, I was all right. Um, 
But I worked and then I went on to nights for a little while then. So I, I thought just hey, as a break. Just to come up to get out of the way a little bit. Um so I did that and then as it went on, Andy ended up leaving. Because he was he just thought, you know what, it's not worth it, I'm not getting any support. Um but I looked into suing the company um for, because of the Health and Safety of Work Act. So I looked at it and inquired. because um, basically using taxis is an unsafe thing to do under the health and safety. Um so I actually put that in, it was about a while after, um, and actually admitted it. So they actually paid out, it wasn't much, it was a couple of thousand pounds. Um, but they actually said, yeah. Did they start using their own transport after that? No, still using taxis now. To be honest, um, it's not going to have made any difference, would it? No. If, if you'd have been no. in your own transport. No, was, yeah, exactly. And But it was too easy, as I say, because all it took was... He injured his hand and he did it himself. He punched the wall. He knew he was going to go out at some point during the next couple of days. He had lads waiting for him. Mobile phones on the wing. That's how easy it takes. He would have been low-risk security. 12 months to serve as well. Yeah. He's not going to be... No, but at the time, it was two-man escorts anyway. Um, after after that happened to me, then they got moved to three-man escorts. Which is a still made doesn't matter. It doesn't make any. You could have five people on it. It doesn't matter. No. Um, so it was stupid. So later on, as I got to be an Oscar one. Three man escorts were a pain in the ass because it's just an extra member of staff that you never had no staff here, did you? No. So yeah, so so that was that in the escorts um, wise. And then after a while they end up Neil Brendan got caught about twelve months later. Yeah. Um uh, for attempted murder on the out on the run. Uh, he he escaped due to his girlfriend, something to do with his bird. So I ended up having to I got called to court to give evidence. Um, what about the escape? Yeah, about the escape. Uh, because he was, was he getting charged he, he for that was, as well as? Yeah, so he pleaded okay. not guilty to the escape. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, the, the information I gave that he was nervous, he was anticipating it. Yeah. Um, in hindsight, you know, he was ready for it. Yeah. Um, and that was the deciding point. So when I got there, they were saying, well, you know, you can sit behind the screen, you can, you know, we can do all that kind of thing. And I was like, well, no, I'll just. I'll just go and well, at the end of the day, you're, you're saying what happened, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. And as I said, I know, I mean, I'm still working in there, you know what I mean? So yeah. I could still, you know, he's still got me around there. It was still a threat, but I just, you know, um, but it didn't come to that because on the day that I got to court to give evidence, he actually changed his plea. Did he go to guilty? He went guilty. Once said, no, I was there. Yeah. Um, and I think he got 12 years. Um, I think he may have just been out. He's probably just been out now. So that that is um, well, I don't even know what to say about that. So how long were you an officer then before you became an Oscar one? Um, I did. I went for my seniors. Um, I did twelve months. I think I got my seniors after 12, 18 months, which is yeah. quite quick at the time in them yeah. days because seniors didn't come up that often. Um, but I was put on a waiting list. There was only so many jobs for the actual people that passed the test yeah. and the interview. So I worked in security for a year. Doing MDT, uh, piss testing and whatnot, mandatory drug testing for for anyone or voluntary drug testing. Yeah. Uh, does exactly what it says: piss in a cup, dab test it, send it off. Uh, as well as searching, security searching, searching staff, cells, security intel, and what what. Good experience. Isn't it? Good experience, yeah. And it was. I mean, don't me. I didn't want to leave the wings because I love working on the wings. But it was just a case of I was working on a wing. This I was waiting for my seniors. The senior one in particular, I, I didn't really get on with them thought he was shite so it was doing me head in so I went to I worked in MDT for a bit with a good set of lads good little crew we had in there um, good lads we all got on um, so that was a good laugh and as I say you learn a different side yeah, of the course you, do. you learn and you see you're speaking to a lot of cons and you get your cons are giving you info different things blah 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 um, so that was a good side give me a good stead and then I got I got me SO position then and then I worked on B-Wing uh, I was a senior on B-Wing um, for about four Four or five years. That is a long time. On a wing, in the private sector, struggling every day, no yeah. staff. With the, the wing I, I worked on, B Wing, it was it, when I go in on there, it was a, we had all the known lads on there. It was a bit of a shithole, um, but it was one of them. I took it on that right. We'll, 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 we'll crack on with this. I've got to work with like Johns with a girl called Diehan and yeah, so, um, and we had a good little set. Of, we had a good team, and then we started getting like an influx of of new staff. Um, and for some reason, we got all the good ones. If you know what I mean. Yeah. So there was like there was there was we had we had we just had like 
I think about three or four courses. Do you not think they were good ones because you maybe mentored them and helped them? Maybe, yeah. I mean, we had like, like, a lad called Mick Flarty, who, who was a really good lad. He was only a small lad, squat. All the cons loved him because he was great at his job. Uh, Carl Ashby, we had a lot of lads um, that were good lads, uh, staff, female staff as well, don't get me wrong, and, and yep. people could learn off them. So then we got like Dan Four, the Blasios, and we had um, uh, Debbie Ingram, Smoltini, and people like that, uh, Adam Gregory, and the wing just started. The more they got, you know, learning the job, and yeah. the more the start, and it calmed, the, the wing calmed right down. If, if, do you not think, if you settled and you got regular staff, Oh, it's easy. That, that's the one. Yeah, it's easy. It's, it's once the cons get to know you. Correct. Absolutely. And you know your cons. You're getting the, the lads. And as a senior, you've got A2, uh, B2, B1. So you're responsible for two wings, in effect. Um, so you've got to go upstairs and look after yeah. the staff up there. And you're confident that your staff up there are going to look after you. Did you, know, you spend gonna, a lot you know of time I mean? on the wings as well? Yeah, I was, I was never off the wings. Never. And as an SO, I'd be like... Fucking hell, why is he in the canteen? Like an SO. You know, your you fucking wings on its arse there. When, when they brought SOs in for me, um, you had two on a wing, so they'd look at it, you then had three, you had an SO, but all the SOs did, they were never on the wings. No, you, you never So there was still two on the wing. Yeah. But if you said anything, well, you know. You'd turn up and you'd, you'd be on the radio, where's your SO? And you'd be like, where are they? You know, it's, it's exercise now. Yeah. So one of you's got to go on exercise, yeah. leaving you one on the wing. Yeah. So however many lads. Again, people. Chaos. You know, you don't you don't realise, and as I said, I've only got the aspect of private prisons. You've got the public. No, no, no. You know what I mean? it's, it's, you've got both sides, but you look at it and go, "Am I opening up on the wind?" Do you know what I mean? See, you've just said that a lot of public prisons are staffed, especially now, exactly the same as Forest Blank. The staffing's the yeah. same. The staff prisoner ratios the same. A lot of public sector prisons now are suffering exactly the same. Big turnover staff. A lot of new staff. Yeah. And there's no staff about. No. However, you, you said something, you don't know any different. No, exactly. So when you're at bank struggling every day as a senior, getting new staff, that's all you know because yeah. you've, you've not. And it's the same with the prisoners as well, do you know what I mean? They understand, they, and because they know you, you're trying to do your best, do you know what I mean? So they know if, if you've only got one staff on today, boss, or whatever, you know what I mean? And they yeah. know, they can see that you're struggling as well. Don't get me wrong, that some elements of them, you know, oh, there's only two on today, we'll take the piss or whatever. Yeah, but, of course they're going to You know, they see you struggling, and it was, it was, it was, it was hard. But, you see, the, the wing that we had, it was great, and as I said, we had so many good staff. So it was, it was a chilled wing, and I took great pride in that, and as I say, I was proud of the staff, and I knew, and you know, when you like, you worked in the block, so, and I worked in the block later on, you know, if you've got a lad coming out the block who's finishing, the good orders or the CC yeah, or whatever, yeah. and you know it's a bit of a problem. I'd always say, yeah, we love them. Do you know what I mean? Because I've got the staff that we can deal with them. Yeah, exactly you know I mean? same as me. We're like that. Last six months on F wing, phone E wing. We've got four spaces. Who do you want? Anybody? Yeah. Crappy talk when they come on the wing. It is very cliches. Look, nobody wants you. Get your head down on here, lad. Crack on. That's it. That's, that's it. the best way to be, isn't it? But some wings with certain staff. Oh no, such and such is due out the block. Uh, we'll get and they, they do transfers off off each other's wings just to fill their beds up so you don't get yeah, someone yeah, yeah. from the block and i was just like you've got to go somewhere so i mean and sometimes you know yourself you get through to someone well they've been off every wing bounced off every wing nobody yeah. there with them and he might not be that bad you just need to break don't they exactly they just and need you to give someone. them one they'll appreciate yeah. that as well or give them a, you know get them out of the cell do a bit of cleaning if you do you know what i mean you might because security wouldn't clear you know you'd go can i give Whoever a job, because you know yourself on your savory. Well, the hardest part of the job is your food. Yeah, your food every day it's a struggle, and then the kitchens obviously be looking after their their side. Just just to explain that a bit. Just see me. One of the most stressful times that dinner. I know they bang, they bang them up at Forest Bank now, don't they? They, don't used, know, yeah. they, they used to be out in the dinner. Oh, I yeah yeah. So yeah. there's two of you, new member of staff. So you'd stick that member of staff on savory while you're unlocking, because that's when all the salts and everything yeah, used to happen. Of course. If they were 86 on fish and chips, they were 86 fish, weren't they? That's right. So yep. a savoury lad or somebody took one extra, yep. you'd be fucked. So then, yeah, exactly. So if you're waiting, and then Forest Bank as well, the worst thing at Forest Bank, they had so many roll counts. So roll counts. Dinner from, time. So dinner time roll count. If your roll count's not coming through, yeah. so you've, you've only got an allowed amount of time because you've still got to get out for work because as private prisons, 
<clears throat> you've got a controller that's employed by the home office to make sure you're adhering to the contracts yep. of what you what you specify for. So if you're not adhering to them, you get you get penalty points. Now, if you get so many penalty points, you get fines. Yeah. And that's what managers don't want. And that's why you get moaned at. But if your roll count doesn't clear, you've still got the same amount of time to feed 97 lads, which it was at the time. Yeah. So if you've got 97 fish, you know, and you're counting them and you order, your survey lads have not done the job properly, or they're giving extras to the mates yeah. and you're not looking yeah. out for it, then you're, so then you're ringing up to the kitchens and saying, I need 10 fish, or we haven't got them. It's your, say, it's your orderlies or your survey lads or your yeah. staff have them. Yeah. And you're like, no, I'm adam this, I counted the fish. Yeah. And it might sound stupid to anyone listening, but things do like you, that. Do you count the food every day? Yeah. You have to, don't you? Of course you do. And you can't lie, and don't be wrong, as I say, because lads get bullied, even survey lads get bullied. Yeah, so you, you want your good lads on there. You want your, your lads who may be the biggest lad, or he's got a bit of nous, or he's got a bit of money on the out, or you know this and that. You get on your survey because it's easy. It makes your job easier. Um, so, but it, food like that every day, it could be a oh, you run out of chips because it's a shovel of chips or a handful of chips. Yeah. And if you run out, you've got ten lads waiting for chips. Stressful. It's stressful. And as I say, if there's only me and you on the wing, yeah. one of us has got to go and get them chips. Yeah. So then you've got to run off the wing, get these chips, they come back, they might be cold, the lads are moaning about that. And then you've got to lock your wing up again. They might not finish the dinners. So there's two of you. And that's an everyday occurrence. Do you know what I mean? But you don't get any help because the kitchens have got a budget themselves. I know people who work in kitchens. I know you'll get no help. Yeah. You know, mates yeah. were like, no, 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 I, I've sent you enough, yeah. deal with it. But it got so bad that you'd have to go and get your food trolleys. You'd have to count the food getting put on with the kitchen member of staff. You'd count them, you knew that was right. Yeah. Then you'd go back down the wing and then you'd open, you know, you'd wait for your food and whatnot. And it was every day, you know, and just think, what, you know, you're talking pennies, loads of bread. You, they're getting them from the day before anyway, so they're yeah. paying 1p for, a, for yeah. a block of bread. Pennies to them, but if your wing goes off, which it has happened because your wing's gone off over food, because yeah, food's a big thing, food in gym and stuff food, like that. Gym, visits, yeah. canteen, phone calls at the time when there was no phone calls in yeah. the cells. And as I say, if your your old count's finishing late, you've got hundred lads that want to use the phone because the only time you've got to use the phone to speak to the partners is the time they're out the cells, association. Dinner times, breakfast times. So you did? Did you say four years? Yeah, I did. Four. I think I did total six years on a wing as a scene uh, as a PR. Before you went to Oscar One, yeah, which is a proper apprenticeship. That is yeah. it. And I would never have left the wing, so I loved it. And the team I had on there, we had such a good team, and we had. And like you said to you before, you walk in and look at the briefing sheet, and you know if you've got three staff and three staff that are spot on. Yeah. You know your days yeah. easy. You buzz off it, don't you? Absolutely. So you know you've got a cracking day in store. So Oscar One, Oscar One is shift manager role. Yeah. Um, you have a governor on even at weekends. However, Oscar One, they run the jail. They're the shift manager. They deal with incidents. They deal with staffing. They deal with everything. Yeah. Uh, busy role. Good Oscar. I, well, I told you, didn't I? Five good Oscar Ones when I, I remember them all when I started. And that's always a job I really fancied doing. And, you know, I, you're here, there and everywhere, aren't you? Yeah, you don't get a minute, really. No. No. Um, yeah, I got the Oscars job. I went for a manager's job originally. Uh, I didn't think I'd get it, um, but I interviewed quite well um, for the manager's unit manager's job, uh, and I missed out. And I thought I was in pretty good chance. Since you when you go out yeah. into and think, I was I was not experienced enough for it because I've not done the Oscars job. You know, you need to go through those roles before you you know you, you go through and get your apprenticeship. So I got offered the Oscars job. Um, and I didn't really want to leave B Wing because because I, I enjoyed it, but it's a step up. Obviously, it's more money. Uh, and it's a different role. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I started the Oscars job, uh, shift manager. Um, yeah, and it's totally different. There's so much responsibility because, as you say, you're getting you're getting into work at half six in the morning. You're ticking the staff in. You've got to make sure your jail's staffed um, before you even unlock. Um, and as I say, you've got your, your plan. But you're under pressure, aren't you? Oh yeah. Private sector. Yeah. You've leaving got, everyone locked up is not an option. No, no, because as I say, you've got a contract. You've got your controller. You've got your manager, so you, you've got obviously you've got your governors, your, your number two, your, your different structure of the jail. But during that day, if you're a manager during the day and you're Victor two is what it's classed as, you're responsible for me and you, you're my boss for that day. So you'll tell me, right, we need to move Joe Bloggs, he's getting transferred, we need to put him on a van, uh, he needs to go to the block, 
something's happened, this is what and you as an Oscar one, I need authorization from you to do something. Yeah. You know, so if if I'm responding to an incident there's a fight on a wing and our lad's been dropped, he's he's been twisted up, right? We're taking a block, have I got enough beds in a block? You know what I mean? And that kind of thing is what you're dealing with. So not all the time, but if if you've got something planned, you need to run that through for the victor too to say, yeah, you can do that. Um, but yeah, you don't stop from the, from from the minute you walk through the door. Um, from anything, you know, you've got your Oscar, you've got your radio. You might have during the day, you've got you might have hundreds of phone calls about whatever. Um, you know, you're responding to your radio. Any incidents that happen. How many bells? We bells every day. Oh yeah, every day, every day. Um, personal arms every day and then obviously you've got as well as dealing with instance you've got your regimes of your jail which you've got adhered to regardless of whatever work. unlock work medication movement to work obviously there's mass movements 800 odd lads it's a move to work and whatnot and um, exercise every wing's got to come out wing by a time get them on the yard they've got to have a required amount of time on the yard stressful job stressful job non-stop loved it brilliant job I mean, the things you see, and you're not confined to a wing as well sometimes, you know what I mean? You're right, you're running around the jail non-stop, yeah. you're getting rid of escorts. You know, you sit sometimes, you know, you're in SEG, you, you know, you're doing you're doing different things. So you don't stop, you know, you're running about all, all day. Um, and it's rewarding, you know, you, you know, and you're responsible for the jail. You get respect. If you're good at your job, you get respect. Yeah, I mean, the same From as anyway. From staff and prisoners, yeah. how you deal with them. And, and, and they'll know, you know, they'll see prisoners aren't daft, they know more than you, so, you know, so they'll know who's running the jail, they'll know who's responding to it, and they'll know your Oscar one, and, you know, you'll have that banter. Because what I did miss, because I loved working on the wings, because you were the, you were the lads every day, the cons, the prisoners, or whatever you want to call them. And then, you know, if I'm locking you up at, at, at eight o'clock at night, I'm unlocking you at half six in the morning. So you don't get a bond per se, but you see them every day more than you see in your family. And it, it's a hard to explain to people that haven't done the job. You know, it, it's hard you do get a sort of bond. And you, you know, Dynamic security, my big one. Staff prisoner relationships makes it safe. People knowing you, knowing how you are, knowing you're fair, or... You see, you get trained, when, and, I, and I was always murmuring, I'm saying, you don't tell them anything, don't tell them where you're from. Don't tell them what football team you support. Yeah. Don't tell them this. It's impossible. You know, and you know, you go into cells every day. If you treat and speak to people right, you you have no fear in that job. Yeah. For me. The job the job is common sense. It's not about being hard, it's not about being a tough guy, it's not being about being a, an idiot or a prick because you, there's two of you, three of you between hundred lads, ninety-seven lads or whatever. It takes two prisoners one prisoner to cause murder for you throughout yeah. the day and um, as i say and it's, it's if you're entitled to it you can have it and as i say you you, you see you go into these cells every day you're seeing pictures of the kids you're, you're yeah. asking about them they've got issues you know they come up to you and a lot of lads can't some of them can't read or write so you're helping them with that they've got issues and you can you know when they're down you can see what's up you've had a bad phone call you know and, and you know you can make it a phone call from a lad who's visits who's just had an argument with his bed and he's yeah. just come back to wing you know you, you know the lad yeah of course and you know what's coming so you you've got to try and calm this lad down i want to ask you something now how many lads if you've been involved in an incident you know maybe i'd uh, restrain them take them to the block or whatever once that's dealt with i've sort of cracked on with you and obviously you don't become your best mates but them first interactions if you're fair and a lot of prisoners for me if they've done something wrong, they take it on the chin, don't they? Yeah. If you do them wrong, you're not fair, they're not going to be happy. But if they've done wrong, they'll take it on the chin and they're not going to, you know, they're not going to come back on you. Yeah, I, I, countless, countless times, you know, you, you've been involved in the use of force or whatever, or a lad, you know, you've had to put him behind his door or whatever because he's had a bad time. You get that, they might be on a buzzer two hours later. Boss won't apologise for that. Or can you tell Miss I'm sorry I called her a slag or fucking whatever and that kind of thing and it's just just the moment and you know you you use force. So take things personal. Exactly um, and lads have said oh sorry boss I've seen it. like two days later I'm sorry about that I shouldn't have kicked off about my medication things like that so you've had to deal with him in the meds queue when you've got twenty lads waiting for the meds yeah. you've got to take one out with not many staff it's yeah. a difficult job to do but the fair but towards later on. In the time of being at Forest Bank, then the sort of the prisoners, whereas when I started, jail's jail. It's kind of old school mentality towards where they got too much and, you know, jail changed and the dynamics of the jail changed. Prisoners were just, there was no sort of regard for that anymore. I'd, I'd, I'd find that it's it's gone from respect. Did, did, you, did you start getting a lot of bang up? Because you were short. 
Um, one bit they weren't locking down were no, they? You not at all. No, no, not at all. We never locked down for years and I, it was dangerous. It was at a point that it was stupidly dangerous. The staffing uh, levels, staffing no levels. spare staff there, anywhere. There was not, there was not. I was running through a first response um, on me up with two of us. Yeah. To a first response with like... First response, so there's supposed to be people carrying radios, aren't there? Response radio. Yeah. And it is what it is. If there's an incident, four of you should attend. There's a second response if you need yeah. them. Yeah. Normally, it'd be all hands on deck, wouldn't it? Of course if it anyone was spare, you yeah. didn't have a radio, you would go anyway. But it got to a point where there were nobody. Not at all. I mean, literally nobody. You'd walk into the jail, you'd, you'd staff, you'd have, maybe we should have had three staff to every wing. You'd be dealing with two, with no response. You know, I always remember one, there was, there was a lad on, it was F2, I think. There was two lads on a pool table throwing pool balls. And you know, if you get one of them at your head, I had to pick up, a table to get behind to walk towards them that's how shit it was the table fucking fell off i was stood there with a frame <laughs> fucking honestly it was like what the fuck's going on here and it was common it was stupid and it was so dangerous but then you were going to management and going what are we doing about this i can't open up here it's just well you're gonna have to obviously the controllers you but i can't open up the gym and then you've got escorts to do You've got this to do, you've got transfers, you've got to get teams kitted up to move people to transfer. I haven't got a team to do that. So, and all this time, you've got to do other things, but you've got to make sure your regimes are running, you've got to make sure exercise gets out, you've got to make sure you go to work. And all this with no staff, as well as response, as well as everything well, else. That's all you knew, isn't it? All you did, and it was every day. And you, it got to that point, you, as long as you got through your day, you'd be like, we'll, we'll bring tomorrow. You know, you might have an emergency escort at five to eight. You had a fight five to eight just before bang up. I was way out of that job. Uh, like I said, we crossed over. I think I left 2-4. But that, that feeling you've just said now, you know, we put final person behind the door at 20 to 9, yeah. maybe kicking off. And when you walk out, you forget about it very quick, yeah. don't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, you've, you try and get your paperwork done because when you use force, then you've got to make sure your paperwork's correct. You've got to, you know, you've got to make sure someone's seen an ass or whatever, and you've got to make sure you, you, you know, you're, you're tight. But sometimes you just want to go home. But you know, next day you've got to do the paperwork. But if you get your, you know, say, so you get your last lad behind the door, and you know yourself when you're on your wing, you know if someone's bouncing about, you think we're going to have trouble here. Bang up, you know it's going to be bang up, and or you wait for a personal alarm. It's always five minutes before because they know you're busy. Uh, the lads know, so it's it's going to go off, um, and they can be quite crafty like that. Um, but yeah, it was difficult, you know, and you see, you see, you know, you see some bad things. And as I say, as an Oscar, you're dealing with them because you're the first response to it. So you responded to those incidents. Did you work a lot of overtime? Yeah, yeah, a lot of overtime. Uh, but a lot of people did. The only way that, that jail, that jail would, how it happened to, to carry on was people's goodwill. You know, and that was the only, as an, Oscar, as an Oscar one, I would do, I would only be able to do my job for yeah. the staff. Yeah. You know, people would do, there's a fellow called Dave Larson, I'll use him, he's a good mate of mine, but he would do regularly 24 hour shifts. He would work all day. He would, and I'd say, Dave, I need someone to stay on five to late for me. I've got no staff to commence. I'll stay on for you. So he'd stay on. Um, Alan Hunt, another one, always used to stay on for me. Is he still there, Hunt? Yeah, yeah. Was, was ex army, funny yeah. as fuck. Yeah, he is, yeah. He helped me out so many times. And there's there numerous people that would do that. And they'd only do it for me. You know, if yeah, I was yeah, of course good, you, you know, do. Yeah, I. You know, yeah, I said I, I mentioned that the Oscars would know you. They'd have a look on paper, and you'd think two names would pop out, two of your mates. So you, you yeah. would, will you do us this? Will you do you that? Exactly. And, and as I say, back in the day, you used to be able to look. If you stay on for me tonight, have tomorrow off, because you knew your, sh yeah. your staffing sheets tomorrow. You'd have a look at it, and so you knew you were all right. Yeah. So it was a favour for a favour kind of thing. But like the likes of Dave, so he'd stay on till eight o'clock for me. But then I'd have an emergency escort go out. Who lad who's been beaten up or a lad who's had that, they think he might have a heart attack or whatever so then he'd go out for me stay on all night and he'd be coming back in the morning and i think he's done 20 and this happened non-stop and then the likes of that the, the, we'll talk about management whenever uh, the likes of lads i've sent out doing that and doing a 24-hour shift they've been sat cuffed up to a prison and they fell asleep just because they're exhausted yeah of course They've been reported by the nurse and staff to say, well, these fell asleep here. Management have then suspended this lad, or maybe even sacked them, or or female staff, but whoever it was. And that's happened before. But they're doing you a favour and end up losing a job over it. And it, it gets to that stage. It was happening all the time. And you're like, people have got to drive home as well. 
you know, they've got to go, then they've got to get through traffic to get home in the middle of Manchester at yeah. half eight, nine o'clock in the morning. shift hours when you're doing nights of crap, aren't they? Yeah, um, so I just rely, as I say, I could only do the job for the, for the staff and they were so generous with the, with the time because they've got families, you know what I mean, if you're doing, and people do 70 hour weeks, you know, they, you know, they had a couple of lads that do 100, 150 hours a month over time. Last couple of months I did, that's what yeah. I did. And you, I mean, don't be wrong, if you, if, if, if you say, if you say to me, I'll come on for as long as I'm on my wing. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to be dicked. Don't yeah, dick me, but yeah. fine. I'll make sure you're on your wing yeah. because you, you've got a body in the door. You know what I mean? But then sometimes you, you but if there was other people on or managers or details who, who, who their job to staff it, they couldn't get them staff to do it sometimes because they didn't get the holidays they weren't entitled to or things. So it's all politics really. Um, but it, yeah, so it was only due to the fact that the staff were that good. Um, and dedicated to the job and they didn't want to leave the mate and shit you know and you didn't want to see and he said oh, I'll, I'll do tomorrow for you because i don't want my colleague to be on their own or whatever and that's how i got by you know and it, and it was on the goodwill but you then you'd say to the management say listen dave larson's done this for me can you look after him can you make sure you know he deserves something yeah yeah of course oh, you. oh don't matter about him you didn't care didn't care and, and as i say and i got to that stage people were just like why am I not even seeing my kids for three days? Um, I've not even fucking, you know, my wife's pissed, pissed off for me because I've not been home. I've just done yeah. 24 hours. Oh, is he really doing a shift? Or is it, or where are you? Do you know what I mean? That yeah. kind of thing. And, it, and that does have a toll on, on, on your home life. But there was not, nothing management would, wouldn't give a fuck. Were you exhausted all the time? Um, not, not exhausted. I was tired, don't get me wrong. The days were long, but then you'd get some days that were easy. Do you know what I mean? Some days you'd have no, you'd have nothing happening, uh, but then you'd have your days where few and far between them, weren't they? It was, it was. But when Spice came in, then the whole dynamics and the whole prison game changed for me. When Spice came in, what we're looking at about two fourteen, something like that. I'd probably say around there, yeah. I'd say then because obviously, like when you work on the wings, you know you're gonna have weed. You know, Subby Tex was a big one with your yeah. lads, Subbies and that. And then your weed, you'd smell your weed on your wing, you know, it'd be chilled. It's when you haven't got weed is the problem, yeah. you know what I mean? Because yeah. then everyone's trying to who's got what, who's got what, and you're going to have issues. Don't be wrong if you know who's got, you know, as long as you don't take the piss, you know, you're on your wing, don't take the piss. If I'm on shift, you do it behind your door, whoever, do you know yeah. what I mean? When I've got home, because you wouldn't find it, you do yourself searches, you might have some weed. Just, you know, just explain that again, because people don't understand, you know, the sort of things people used to send me, how they get drugs in jail. You get them in numerous ways, don't they? Yeah. Some of them are taken in uh, in them places that we don't want to talk about. Yeah. Um, there's no such thing as a drug-free wing. Never. And I am the same as you. If, you know, Saturday bang up, you know, you do your count, you can smell weed or whatever, you, you're never going to find all drugs. You're never no. going to stop it going in, so... No. It's all about, you know, doing as much as you can. I mean, it's not, it's not turning a blind eye. It's trying to manage what you can physically do with your time. Because if, like you're saying, like if, if we're on a wing, you've got, you've got a, a, a mandatory amount of cell searches you've got to do every month. Yeah. So if you've got 30 cell searches a month to do, you've got to do one a day, basically. Now, if you're working on a YO wing, they've got 57 shower gels. 27 boxes of crunching up cologne flakes. Yeah. Fucking everything. It's like cash and carry in there. Yeah, so, in the cells. Yeah. So if you're in a double cell with YOs who can spend £30 a week on a canteen, yeah. that's going to, to do that cell search properly, that's going to take two hours. You're not doing it, are you? You're doing it in 10 minutes. You do it Spin. in 10 minutes. It's, it's, you try and do it as much as you can. You have, you've got your one, which are fucking useless anyway. So you're trying to, you know, you're looking for phones, you look, but you've obviously the phones nowadays that you're not going to find them, you know. Than the ten a penny anyway, so you're trying to do yourself spell spins as quick as you can. Don't be wrong, and that's on top of if you've got intel, right? You need to spin in because we've just got an SIR security information report. So you've got to do that as well as all, all the other shit you've got to do. And the staff are just non-stop, and that's why I respect people on the wings because I know how hard it is to work on a wing. Is the the most difficult job in the jail. It's it's never ending for them. And any prison. Uh... There's a lot of specialist jobs, like if you look at high security state, obviously we have things at Strange where you didn't have a dog section and that, they're specialist jobs. Gyms classed as a specialist mm -hmm. job. This, the specialist job in the prison service for me is face-to-face, -face, cold face, on wings. 
dealing with prisoners. It. it is the most difficult job. Um, can be the most rewarding job. That's definitely. And, and all those areas of the jail should be specifically attributed to help the wings because that's your bread and butter. That's where all you that's where all the incidents happen, majority of incidents, your exercise yards. You know, if a lad, if lads don't want to think they're not getting the full hour or it's it's sunny, you know, and they don't want to come in off the yard. You've got hundred lads on the yard that don't want to come in, or sixty lads on the yard. Yeah. You know me as an Oscar one as a shift manager, but they don't know me. But I I know you know them. So yeah. I could say to you, do me a favour, can you go and speak to them lads before yeah, we have yeah. things? So you could go on that wing. And you and on the exercise. Dynamic yeah. security and you, again, and you'd get, you'd get them in. All right, all right, we'll, we'll do a few. We're only taking a piss, blah, blah. But if I walked on as an Oscar one and said, right, lads, you fucking, you don't get off the yard, you're losing your gym, then that escalates everything again. Yeah, because uh, it So then, so it's, it's all about doing what you can to just, to do what you can. And that, that's, that's all you can do. And, but it got to that stage where, because of the high turnover of staff and the levels of people leaving that they just had enough and through no support, you, you haven't got that craft. So, you know, you've you've not got the wing craft. So you've There's got a lot of young people now, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, and that's it. And so you've got a lot of young kids. To, and it's no disrespect to people who are younger, that we, we all mature different ages. But, you know, they're not they, they haven't got the ability and they've not seen, you know, and they've not got that they've got no one to learn off, which is the main thing. Yeah. And that's the most difficult thing. And that, that was what it was getting harder every year. So the amount of staff that the good staff, the experienced staff that were leaving, they weren't we weren't getting that but like for like swap. We were getting experience done four, five, six, seven, eight years, yeah. and then we're getting people and then it was just non-stop, non-stop, non-stop. How many courses a year roughly were they running, do you reckon? When I before I left? Yeah. Three or four. And how many people will be on them courses? Um minimum. 15 but probably between 15 and 20. so let, let, let's say they're recruiting 80 new staff a year how many staff it doesn't have to be right would you say work in that jail or how many what what would you say the total staffing in that jail was you know everyone who worked there office staff the lot oh god if well gnh wings so you've got eight wings with with every area you've got a couple of hundred staff right a couple hundred and the, they're recruiting almost half of them every year yeah yeah and it, as I say, and then you're just picking up the staff, picking up either. And, and all you've got left on the wings are people that are left, they stay on the wings because, and they don't really give a fuck anymore. So they're, they're, they're happy on there. They've got no, you know, they've got no enthusiasm because it's just been beaten out of them or the brand new. So you're learning either bad, bad sort of techniques on yeah. people that, that don't want to be there, or you're just learning off brand new staff. And that has an effect, that has an effect on the whole, right. the whole jail. Um. Coming up to hour now. Yeah. We're all limited for time today. I just want to ask you a few questions. A lot of people uh, sort of watch the channel, message me, talk to a lot of people going into the job, thinking of going into the job. Um, your best advice, people going into the job, what would you say? If somebody come and said, right, Paul, uh, I'm going into this job, what, what, just a couple of things. It don't have to be anything complicated at all. I would encourage people to go into. I I loved I loved the job as difficult as it was. Um, like you say, it's such a rewarding job because you know you. you... I, I buzzed. If, I've, I've told you before. If something hadn't happened to me at Forest Bank, I loved the job. Yeah. Yeah. The money was shit. Uh, I worked loads of overtime. It was nothing to do with the money or the conditions or the lack of staff. I loved it. But something happened and it changed it for me. Yeah. How people reacted to me changed. So. I, I just Don't didn't, yeah, but um, it can be rewarding, it's very challenging. It is. I, I always say, right, I'll tell you what I say, I, t I tell people to be humble, yeah, you know, uh, listen to people and, you know, just ask questions and if there's no one around, you know, you just have to, yeah. sometimes you have to just take it on the chin, don't well, that's you? That's it, I mean, the thing is, I always used to say to new staff that if you've got good stuff to learn off, then that's easy because you can pick up little bits off him or her and then you work it into your own little thing. You don't have to copy them, but you think, well, that's worked for him, I'll, I'll use that. And we're all different anyway. You know, just I might work with you and we've got a totally different way of working, but we can work together and it works because, you know, it, it's the dynamics. But definitely humble because you're not better than anybody at the end of the day. The circumstances for whatever one somebody's in for. The best odds you're ever going to get are two to 97. Yeah. On a wing, yeah, and, and as I say, if, if two lads, it only takes two or three lads, and then it's concerted and discipline. 
you know what I mean? That, yeah. That's basically it. That's what it's. That's what it's classed as. Which means, yeah, more than two people kicking off or whatever. Um, that's what they call it, don't yeah. they? And, and, you it, can and, have and, it, and it only takes something small. Someone's over the bars, and then that's it. Then someone climbs over. But yeah, learn. Just be humble. Take it all in as much as you can. Don't try and be a know-it-all because that's the worst thing you can be. Um, as I say, it's it's common sense. The job, basically. I mean, you're not going to learn everything, and you're going to make mistakes. But the problem is, it's just trying to make them twice. That's yeah. it. You know, you're going to, because you're going in with lads who have done a lot of jail. Do you know, they know more than you. I mean, when I started, they were telling me, right, boss, lock him up. He doesn't, he, he shouldn't be out. And they're looking after you. They know exactly what time. And I will touch on later that I obviously know yeah. what happened to me. Yeah. So I know from the other side of it. So, but you know what's going to happen. Um, as I say, so you're not expected to learn. So what would you like to talk about in future? Corruption? Corruption, yeah. We'll talk about yeah uh, incidents that I've dealt with, um, yeah. a lot of serious incidents. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had a lad who got murdered in a cell. A lads, obviously, unfortunately, suicide. The effects of spice, deaths yeah. with spice. Um, again, we'll talk about corruption with the management structure of Forest and, Bank. And, and corruption isn't always what people think, is it? Everyone always thinks straight away people taking drugs and phoning. Yeah. I've seen plenty of corruption. I'm yeah, talking yeah. about management covering things up. Yeah, there's been a lot Investivage of that. In people getting pushed out of the job who were yeah. really good and people staying in the job who were really bad. Exactly. And I've got so many instances of that, of people that have been pushed out and have lost their jobs just by doing the jobs. But unfortunately, certain managers that wanted them out or wanted a different way of working, which they think was how it should be, which it's proved not to be over recent events of the management structure changing in Forest Bank. Um, but there's been a history of, of years of leading up to that stage of the, the decline of the jail and, and to what unfortunately it is now. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about that and obviously the corruption side of it and then sort of my my change of ways of me leaving and, and my story after that, really. Do you know what? I've enjoyed the chat, mate. No, nope, I have. I absolutely you. appreciate your time. No, nope, thank you. Uh made me smile. Some of them names you mentioned. Woody, Unte. Keith Sullivan. Oh yeah, Keith Brownie. There's been a there's Brownie, yeah, uh, some when I think back, they do make me smile then. There's some cracking officers and lasses. Some yeah, lasses well, you mentioned nice. as well that I knew. Um so yeah, all good. Yeah, no well, thanks. We'll meet up again. Definitely. And uh, we'll get on it, yeah. Yeah, cool. Much appreciated. Cheers.